0: Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells, and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast. My name is Krista Ritma and I am your host. This week is going to be a part two or sort of extended version of last week's episode called On Becoming the Observer. I got such a massive feedback, actually, really a lot of response to this episode questions, a lot of questions, support, gratitude. And I thought that I would dive a little bit deeper and spend 30 minutes showing you, sharing with you, supporting you and up-leveling your life. We are constantly evolving as human beings and we are having an experience all the time. And last summer, so just over a year ago, I committed to up-leveling my life. I had this vision where I was 40 something and 10 years had gone by and I hadn't made a change and just had a massive breakdown last summer and had two months of runway, two months of runway, meaning I had enough money in our business account to keep us running for two months. And now We have a flourishing, booming business. Finances are abundant. We have an incredible team. We get to pay them very well. We bought a house and things are things are different. And I have worked so hard and been so committed to this up leveling. And I want to share with you some really really powerful reframes that I've had in this past year, but actually I would want, I want to spend this time sharing with you more tangible, like actionable things you can do right now to uplevel your life. I was watching Sophia Amoroso's masterclass a couple of weeks ago, and she talked a lot about iconic brands and what it means to be an iconic brand. And I like to think we have an iconic brand at Authentic Audience. There aren't many people preaching truth, honesty, authenticity, et cetera, also running a marketing company. Uh, the two seem to actually be a little bit counterintuitive, but believe it or not, the truth sells. Um, and authenticity wins. However, we are talking and sharing and building and creating in a super unique way. I'm very proud of us. And I definitely consider us to be an iconic brand. And one thing that she shared about what iconic brands have in common is they're not that far ahead from their dream customer, client, follower, etc. It's very attainable. It's very accessible. And that's one thing that really stood out to me, especially with my email marketing course I'm teaching called List Build Academy right now, which is just going incredible. This is my favorite thing to do is work in a program, really get to connect with my clients, be supportive and really involved in their strategy, in their building, also in their empowerment um, that they can actually do so much of this themselves and really providing them the tools to do that. Realizing that I'm only one or two steps ahead of them. Like I've been running my email list growth campaigns for about a year. Now I've been doing it for other clients successfully for much longer than that. But me, myself, As the face or leader or whatever visionary for the brand, I'm only one or two steps ahead of my dream client. And I feel that the same goes for what I'm speaking to today. This isn't some far fetched idea or thing that I did 10 years ago. It's what I'm doing right now to be where I'm at right now. And this is the most um, relaxed, trusting, calm, healthy, happy. This is the happiest version of myself I know to date. And if you were to tell me one year ago, (laughs) that in one year from now, I would have, you know, tripled our revenue, tripled our team, gotten pregnant, had a miscarriage. I mean, just the life, the amount of life that happens to us in a year, right? The days are short, Um, I mean, the days are long. I always, I always do. (laughs) I can never say the things, but you know what I mean? It's long. It's been a long day. The days are long is what I meant to say, but the years are short. And so much has happened this past year with my intention and focus solely on up-leveling my life body, mind, and business. And this has become such a sort of common theme in my life this past year that I actually named our retreat this winter coming up body, mind, and business, because these three pillars for me anyway, go hand in hand as a solopreneur, entrepreneur, business owner, creator, artist, healer, right? Our business is quite personal to us. And so for me, my business thriving and succeeding and growing is definitely a pillar of happiness for me. Career, right? It's a pillar. It means something. So why are we separating this from mind and body? Anyway, so this past year I have dove into, as you heard last week or on my previous episode, about a lot of this spiritual work I've been doing, self-growth and acupuncture, body work, energy work to support my subconscious and subtle bodies and my subtle body. And the re the reason why I've switched this focus is because I had this massive epiphany or aha moment that, When we are on the path to healing, we often start with the physical and conscious, right? It's our thoughts and it's our body. And so we will start working out. We'll start going to yoga. We'll start meditating, right? And doing these things to support our mind and body on a conscious physical level, But what I realized the deeper I got into this work is where the harm and disruption is actually happening for me is in the subtle body and in the subconscious. And by the time it has seeped into my physical being and conscious state, we've got problems. So if I can focus my time on healing the parts of me that don't come naturally, like my subconscious or aren't physically Affecting me on a day to day, like my subtle body, then in fact, I can prevent and support my physical and conscious being. And this has obviously proven for me to be really great. And as I shared last week, this process of learning to control, navigate, understand my subconscious has allowed me to become the observer and all the benefits that have come through that. Not to say I have it all figured out. It's 8.30 on Monday night. You'll be listening to this in three days. I am past my deadline to be recording this. I was supposed to do it last week and I still have a few hours of work ahead. And then I will do my night routine. No matter what time it is, I will wind down for a couple hours before bed. So I'm exhausted. I was grumpy today. I was hangry. I didn't drink enough water. But in general the up-leveling has been huge. So not to be a hypocrite, because right now in this moment, I am not taking care of myself like I should. However, I have the tools and I have the routine in place. This weekend I did, I have a lot coming up where I'm going to be taking a lot of time off. So it's how I'm like sort of justifying myself, (laughs) justifying to myself for the work that I'm putting in, in the long hours right now. I also love it. I love it. I am in hustle mode. And when I get in hustle mode, I tend to ride that wave. As many of you know, and have experienced yourself, (laughs) it doesn't unclear how long it will last. Also mercury retrograde is happening at this time. So all of the things are affecting me and yet I am Still, this is like a stressful day for me right now. This is a long day compared to normal. And still, my mindset, energy level, and just overall health and well-being is a hundred X what it was on a good day last year at this time. So massive, massive improvements. So without further ado. I want to just tackle my three pillars and how in the next 30 minutes, you can commit to up-leveling your life, body, mind, and business. So let's start with body. This is the most important because our physical health is everything. And as somebody in her early thirties with no chronic illness, and I've been very, very sick in my life, but nothing long lasting. I have taken my physical health for granted for a very long time and it wasn't until I one got pregnant and had a miscarriage, but two heard a conversation. And I may have touched on this, on this podcast before with Naval Naval is one of our vision holders right now. He's just super successful founder, co-founder or founder. I forget fake news. Um, of angel list and is just a very successful from rags to riches kind of story and from India. And I just really relate. And so does Clay to a lot of the things that he shares. And he talks a lot about physical health. And the one thing he said that resonated with me more than anything else was people who are not healthy have one problem. People who have their health have 10,000 problems, meaning when you do not have your physical health, that is the only thing you are focused on. That is the only thing that you are worried about. And this, for whatever reason, daytime circumstance hit home for me. And I decided to make some changes. These changes have not been massive. So changes like committing to movement every day, There have been days, months even, where I have not gotten out of my chair or walked around or gone outside. When we lived in SF, San Francisco, Clay and I would spend days without leaving our apartment. We were in such hustle mode and such burnout mode. We were miserable. So my physical health has become a priority and certain things that I have done have been to be working with. I'm now working with a nutrition response therapist. She's who I'm doing a detox with right now. And Clay says that of all of the things I've ever done, this to him has been the most successful seeing the way it has affected my mood, energy, digestion, um, sleep, <laughs> uh, skin, gut. I mean, so many things. This has been a really big game changer is finding somebody to work with on detoxing my system on the subtle body, subtle energy level with these amazing Chinese herbs and supplements. So that is one thing that I have really committed to doing also committing to taking like 50 pills of supplements a day was really hard for me. I'm so bad at like, I've always, my whole life struggled with getting on a daily ritual with like vitamins or really anything at all that requires me to take it every day. Other than my Lexapro prescription, I have always fallen off the wagon. So committing to this and actually taking the supplements at the right day, at the right time following up and committing to detoxing my body and prioritizing my physical health has been huge. And for me, the main change, which is going to sound very cliche is understanding this idea that you are what you eat. And with this work I've been doing around nutrition I have just become a little bit more aware, a lot more aware of how I feel intuitively after I eat something and physically, not just intuitively, but like intuiting how I feel physically when I eat something and becoming more and more aware of that and cutting out a lot of things on my own. So gluten. My family, my mom has celiac disease and chances are really high that I have an intolerance. And as soon as I cut it out, I stopped getting this like weird bloat, crampy experience. Anyway, I'm not going to get into all the things I cut out because that's not what I'm here to tell you, but I'm here to share that just becoming aware of what I'm putting in my body and how it makes me feel has led me to cut things out on my own just by listening. And then now what I've been doing a lot is intuitive eating. So for me, that looks like a particular regimen of fasting in between meals, giving my body longer to digest, things like that. So again, not here to give any specific things other than prioritize your physical health. How make a list of three things that you can do this week to prioritize your physical health, whether that's a daily walk, whether that's more water, water has been huge, huge, huge for me. Um, I know that sounds so crazy, but there's so many people that don't drink enough water. So I don't, I don't feel too crazy, but it was bad. Um, how dehydrated I think, and just water is so (laughs) We're in. And so adding tons of water into my diet every day has been amazing. And I also take noons and U U N. These are like a hydration um tablet, sort of like Gatorade, but without the sugar. And this is so that the electrolytes and the minerals actually stay in my system instead of going right through me because I'm still not drinking enough water. So I just really want to make sure when I am drinking water. I'm maximizing the effect and nourishment for my body. These are some things that I have changed just in my day to day life around awareness. I have no strict rules, no hard yeses, no hard noes, but it's how is this going to feel in my body? Do I want to put this in my body? And just asking those two questions alone have really significantly changed my eating habits and therefore my health. The biggest thing though that I, have not talked about on this podcast or anywhere is my decision to stop drinking. And this was an intuitive decision. It happened six months ago. No. Wow. It's September. It's October. It happened like nine months ago. Wow. It's been so long since I had a drink. Anyway, I had a super strong intuitive hit that my body didn't want alcohol anymore. I've never been one to overdo it with alcohol. I definitely come from people who like to drink and it's been a part of my culture, family, upbringing, Um, aunts, uncles, family members. It's just been a part of the culture in my family, as I'm sure so many of you can relate to. And it was very normal. Um, for alcohol to be around. And for me personally, I've never felt like I can't stop. And I don't know what that feels like, but I do know that my body has been, had been hinting at me and screaming at me that it didn't like drinking for a really long time. And last year I was doing journal prompts for 2021. And one of the prompts was I'm ready to let go of, and I wrote down a bunch of things. Like I'm ready to let go of my need for validation and my tendency to be mean to Clay and things like that. And then I got super, super quiet, closed my eyes and asked myself with a capital S if there was anything else. I was ready to let go of, and I wrote down in my notebook, alcohol question mark. And I have no idea where that came from, but I haven't had a drink since that day. And the amount of health I feel, I don't even know another word to describe it, but it has been the most beautiful, surprising beautiful experience. If you had told me even three years ago, the idea of me not drinking sounded crazy. I mean, I've been drinking wine and whiskey and I mean, you name it since I was like 16, 17 years old. And when I got really quiet, my body was done. And what's even more beautiful. I was pregnant within two weeks of that. So having that intuitive hit, we got pregnant right away. Um, and I had already stopped drinking. So that was great. But more than this, um, realized how serious and dangerous the drinking culture is. And I don't want to have this podcast be about that. And I do want to share more about my journey to being dry, as they say, and how it has actually affected my friendships and what I do on the weekends and who I hang out with, even. So it's been a really interesting journey. And physically, the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. I can't believe I used to drink the way that I did. Um, I feel clear. I feel like my heart isn't shaking as much, if that makes sense. And the clarity, the clarity, the brain fog that I don't feel, the um, swollen face that I used to have after I drank. I mean, I feel that I have shape shifted physically. From this decision to stop drinking, I can see it on my face. I can feel it in my body, especially in my mind um, and in my brain. I just feel like my body's working better without it and is super grateful that I'm not drinking at this time. Now, does that mean I will never drink again? No, that's not what that means, but I have no desire to right now and no plan to in my future. So these are some things. Just to share some examples that I have done physically over the last year or so that have up-leveled my physical health in a major way. And really it's just about becoming aware to it and listening what my body is asking do I need rest? Do I need to move? And really prioritizing her. And this has actually gone hand in hand with becoming the observer, because the more I step into the observer, the more I see like my body and ego as sort of this separate thing that I'm here to take care of and really like nurture. And so any opportunity to nurture, love on, support, hydrate, move, provide love and like energy work, body work, healing to. It's like, I'm tending to the temple and that has been a massive reframe in this past year. And I just don't take my health lightly. And it's the first thing I list in my gratitude journal in the morning. And I just, I'm prioritizing it in a way that I never have before. And it's really working people who haven't seen me for a while. I just had a friend come visit and he was like, you look like really good, like almost surprised. And I'm like, yeah, I'm taking care of myself. Like who knew? And so just prioritizing my body and my physical health in that way, especially sleep, rest, and hydration, movement, peace, things that bring my nervous system back down. So That is on the physical side. So as a way to support this practice, I would love for you right now to just in your mind, on a piece of paper, in the notes in your phone, wherever you can visualize, process, write down, whatever your flow is to actually ingrain something is three ways you can up level your physical health now. That's the other thing, rapid transformation in the last year is when I've implemented these things. I'm talking about rapid transformation. How can we rapidly transform your health? That's the beautiful thing about our bodies is they are very forgiving. It's kind of like, okay, I hate to use this example. This is how late it is and delirious I am, but it's a little bit like the new TikTok algorithm where if you are active and engaging and following new content and exciting things on TikTok, the algorithm resets itself like every three days or so. So if you like go down a rabbit hole and it starts serving you all this content you don't want, all you have to do is interact with new content for like three to five days and it will sort of uh, rewire itself to now serve you things that You want to see. And I do feel like the body is very forgiving in this way to an extent where we can decide to make a change and start implementing that. And the body responds so quickly, the body heals so quickly. So it's never too late to make these changes. And I really, again, am so grateful for our bodies for their ability to just jump into gear when we tell them we're ready and we're serious and we're committed. So that's body. Mind. So mind is the second pillar for me of happiness. And this one I talked a lot about last week, and I want to, instead of focusing on sort of the woo woo or the subtle body or the subconscious or the, um, spiritual experience that I talk about a lot, actually give some tangible, tangible, actionable things you can do to reframe and shift your mind. Because this Is Honestly, everything I say to my friends all the time, thoughts are things, but it's real because thoughts equal actions, because when we are thinking about something or a pattern is recurring in our head, or we are fear-based, or we are in a particular uh, loop. Then it's really hard to create action or do or say or feel anything that's not coming from that space, that fear, the anxiety, that. Thing, that pattern that's happening. So the thoughts are really big. And I'm going to assume if you're here, then you've done the first step of this, which is just tuning in and becoming aware of your thoughts, where they go, what you think about, what takes up space, awareness that you know the recurring theme, the recurring pattern that you are constantly coming back to, right? I have so many of them. And the way that I have reframed this for myself and a friend of mine, we were catching up last week and she said this so beautifully on the call. She said that we are like, you know, we have all of these loops, right? So I sort of imagine myself standing there with these loops sort of like attached to me all over my body. And these are like my repeating patterns, those loops, those things that hold me back in business and relationship, right? In life and being my authentic self all of these things and these are these loops that are like keeping us on lower frequencies and the triggers or the people or the things that really um cause us to react Like these hooks, right. And they hook into our loop and they catch in the loop, like a, you know, like a fishing hook. And then that's when the experience happens. The negative self-talk, the fear-based thinking, the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome, you name it. But if we can just take a pair of scissors and cut that loop, then the hook has nothing to grip into. So that is why we do the work in understanding our loops so that we can cut them. And I love this image because I'm really big on cord cutting and it also puts it back in our hands, this responsibility to recognize our repeating patterns and loops that we're ready to cut through. And then these hooks, they can try and come at us from like familial things or business stuff or self-worth or imposter syndrome, right? Here come all these hooks, but there's no loop. So it can't hook on and it can't get you and you're free in this way. And so I feel that by identifying these loops and learning how to free myself from them, sometimes I can do it on my own. Other times it's required. I did psychic healing. I did ancestral trauma work with Kiki Robinson, who's been on this podcast, by the way, hands down, the most powerful experience I've ever had. And I've done a lot of shit. Kiki Robinson, soul tending session, cannot recommend enough. We cleared mountains in like an hour together. I've had a couple of sessions with her, but one of them was just truly life-changing. And the amount of transformation and muck and sludge you can clear and shake off in an hour is just powerful stuff. And sometimes we can't do it on our own and we need support. So understanding the way our mind works, the loops that we have on repeat so that we can actually cut those loops and our triggers, our hooks can't, sink into us has been really, really beautiful. And the way I was explaining this. And then my friend who I was talking to gave that example. I'm like, that's exactly it. That's exactly how I feel. I'm like slashing through these loops, like the queen of swords or Kali. And that's the energy I'm channeling where it's like, only truth lives here. Only self-love only service, right? And that's what I'm calling in. And that's the frequency that I'm rising to. And when we can cut through these loops mentally, that's when our actions actually start to change. So thinking now about the loops that you might have on repeat that you're ready to break free of and thinking too, can you break free on your own? what is the thing that is causing you harm, disruption, resistance, and who can you call on to support? Because I have such a great support system and that has been really, really incredible this past year. I feel we've stepped into such a new paradigm and the people who have like stayed with us through COVID are like our people and the people that have fallen away. It's like no hard feelings, totally get it. But You're on another bus right now and I'm going this way and you're going that way. And I love that for you, but I'm over here and here's who's, here's who's on my bus. And those are the people that we surround ourselves with. Just like you are what you eat, you are who you surround yourself with. So this has become so important to me is the people that I surround myself with, both in my personal life and in business. This is who you are. It is a projection of you. The people closest to you is exactly what you are projecting out, right? Because we attracted them. We have different energies and wavelengths that have called these people in because it's what we're putting out. So in order to really up level in this way with relationships, I've lost a lot of relationships this past year, but it has opened up space for some of the coolest friendships, people, and business partnerships to come into my life. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to up-level in people as well. Now, it doesn't mean that people that aren't necessarily serving your highest and greatest good are on a lower frequency they're not bad vibes. They're just not on your frequency. And that's what I mean by up-leveling. You have a path, you have a dharma, you have a journey, and we're going for you on your journey from here to here. It doesn't mean someone else is not up-leveling as well. They might just be going on a different path and on a different frequency. So looking at what this means to you, closing your eyes right now and looking at the five people closest to you, look at them And be intentional with how they're serving your life, the gratitude that you have, because you must really love them if these are your five closest people, or maybe looking right in the eyes of somebody who isn't serving you right now. And you would like to sort of fill that spot. I hate to use this as an example, but like the MySpace spots, right? When we were in our teens, high millennials, um, you had like your top eight on MySpace and those were like always rotating for me anyway. Hi, Gemini. And I feel like this is similar with our people, right? We have like our four core people, but those other four, even if they're still our really, really good friends, they're not like in our immediate circle all the time. They get on and off our bus. Love those people too, by the way. The ones that come and go and then come back and then go off and up level and support your journey. And then you regroup again and it's great. Those people are amazing. So, really looking at the people in your life and who's influencing you, your decisions, your thoughts, your fears, your projections about the world, and getting really aware. And intentional about who gets your time and energy, both in business relationship life that has been really big. Other mindset stuff really has just been a lot of breath work, a lot of meditation and prioritizing rest for my mind. Um, This has been really hard. I identified in my work this past year, a savior complex that I have. So this inability to rest, my anxiety literally believes that if I relax, everyone around me is dead. And so coming to grips with that mindset has been powerful and everything I talked about last week. So I'm not going to spend too much longer on that one, but that's your homework is to look at the people in your life and then understand how they're serving you, how you're serving them. If that relationship feels energy rich, and same thing with the thoughts, actions. Experiences that you're having right now, what feels energy rich? Highlight those, circle those, lean into those. And then, of course, the best mindset work I've been doing is cutting through those loops so that our trigger has nothing to hook itself into. It can come at us, but it can't get us. And that is when the real aha, the real success happens is within the mind, because then our actions are going to reflect that directly. So definitely, definitely mindset is number two, body, mind, and then business. Business, <laughs> how to uplevel your business? Well, first of all, any of our courses, no. So up-leveling my business has been for me, obviously a priority and coming from hitting against many growth edges, many, many edges I hit and had to jump off of and hope for the best in this past year. And now I can honestly say I am in a space in my business where I can feel the exhale coming. I haven't taken it yet, but I can see the light and I know it's coming and I have a plan to breathe and I have a plan for space and to live. And serve my business and clients for the highest and greatest good. These types of up levels, I hate to say, have been around investment. Investment financially in people. Investing in people. To up level my business, I paid my hard-earned money to people to coach me, support me, challenge me, run my company with me that are better at doing what they do than me. So you find someone that is good at what they do and you pay them their worth and your business will grow. I can guarantee that. And that is the biggest advice my dad has ever given me. He's given me a lot of advice. A lot of it sticks. Some really sticks. And this piece of advice, when I asked him, how do you become a CEO or how do you take care of your people or what's the best leadership advice? I can't remember the question, but his answer was invest in your people, find out what makes them tick, what they do in their spare time, their desires, their goals, their hopes, their dreams, and support their life, not just them at work. And this has been The biggest game changer that and working with my coach, Stacey Engel, and mentor around how to be a leader, it's been really, really powerful. So, for me, growing my business, prioritizing my business has looked like two things one, doing the work to be a leader, and two, investing time, money, and energy in people that are good at what they do who I trust. That is how you up level your business. When you want to grow, when you want to scale, when you are ready for that next level, it takes risk. It takes action. It takes trust. It takes surrender. There's a lot of mindset Hi, going back to number two that needs to happen for you to take this kind of action in your business and investing in really good people and then letting them do their job has been the best thing ever for my business. I feel supported. I don't feel alone. Now when I'm in a bad mood, I bring everyone down with me. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. That is, that is what happens. I'm still quite sensitive and I get a little grumpy sometimes, but my team is amazing in that way. I hired the right people. They're unaffected. They do their job. They deliver when they say. They're super competent. My clients love them. And investing in these people, not just these people, but the platforms I'm using, the courses I've taken, the coaches I'm paying, investing in good people is the best way to uplevel your business and grow your email list. Also that. But truly... Looking at your business right now and where you are holding back, where you are resistant to leaning in to investing, it doesn't always have to be financially, investing your time, energy, and money. All three of those things are an investment from you, from self. And that is really, really powerful. And it really does tell the universe that you're serious and you're ready to up level and grow and calling in good people. It takes a village. It takes a village just to get this podcast out to you. I have to sit here and record it. I'm going to send it to Roy, my producer. He is an amazing person who I'm forgetting your name. I'm so sorry. He's going to listen to this and make show notes. Then we're going to send it over to Sophia, who's going to create a couple of really cool graphics to post on the authentic audience channel right? It isn't just me and I'm paying those people and I love those people and I'm invested in those people. I check in on them. I not only pay them financially, but I'm invested with my time and energy in helping them grow their business and also just up level in life. It is so important to me to take care of the people around me who are making my business run. That has been incredible. And one thing that Stacey, my mentor said to me today is there is a big, big difference between wanting something and being willing to do something. And I think that that's really important because a lot of people want more followers. A lot of people want more revenue. A lot of people want a bigger email list, but are you willing to make the investment, to take the risk, to take the action, to do the hard work, to get there? So, I would love to share that with you around business. Are you willing to do what it is you say you want? And that is a big one for me. And when I ask myself that, the answer is yes, I'm willing to do it. I trust in my business. I have confidence in what we're doing, that it's really serving the people that we're here to serve and we're finding them and it's working and they're having success and it's amazing. And I trust that more will come. I trust in the unknown. I can't wait to see what 2022 brings for us because this up-leveling has been so massive. I actually can see and look down and say, oh my goodness, we can do more here. We can pull back here. I've actually worked on this massive growth edge from being the business to being the business owner. And that has been massive. So that could be a transition that you're in right now, maybe owning that. How can you be more of the business owner and less of the business? Where do you need to lean in? Where do you need to delegate? What needs more of your time? What needs less? And really time blocking your weeks in a way that makes sense for you. So these three pillars for me Just in the last year of investing time, money, and energy in coaches, in programs, in platforms, and in people that I've actually hired to work for me, with me, collaborate on projects, things like that. Lots of risk there taking on a salary for somebody else. But holy moly, has it been worth it? I can't even believe I said holy moly. That's how, that's how worth it it is. I'm saying weird things like that. So, For me, these are my three areas. One, identify yours. Hopefully your physical health, your mental health, and your career are pillars for you. If they are not, whatever are those three things for me, when my physical health, my mental health, and my business is healthy, I'm doing okay. Those are the three things that affect my day today, my well-being, my bank accounts, my mental health, I mean, my just ability to show. those are the things. Those are the pillars. Now, of course, the people in my life, right? But that is sort of a given because I'm a Gemini. There's other pillars. But when I look at how I can really support you, in those areas that I'm just maybe one step ahead, maybe not even a full step, a half a step ahead, a stride ahead, it's in body, mind, and business. These are the things I want to support. This is what I'm hosting an entire retreat around is how can we create more space to support your physical health, your mental health, and the health of your business because they all go hand in hand. I have so many workshops around body, mind, and business health planned for this retreat. I can't wait to teach them. And there's more coming on this topic. That's why I wanted to talk about this tonight. I thought it would be a great time to tease body, mind, and business. It's a thing. And how you can truly up-level so quickly just a few things, a few intentions, a few goals, and a few actions in each category. So write down your categories, your pillars of happiness, your three action items under each category, and then do them. Your intention, your wish, your prayer. You can be anywhere you want to be in a year from now. So this is how I want to end. I'm going to share a very quick guided meditation that you can take yourself through or use this as a sample to get yourself into this headspace because I do this every year and it's incredibly powerful work. So if you are in a space to sit back, close your eyes, it's going to take five minutes. Otherwise you can hit pause, come back. I'm going to end with this. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your commitment to yourself, to your growth, to your business, to your people, to your family, to your, your life. And really, understanding who you are and what it is you're here to do. So you can just do that. And that's the other thing about Dharma or purpose. If you're lucky enough to have found yours and you know what it is, what lights you up, what drops you into flow, it has to work because it's what you're here to do. So stop with the the ego trip and the self-doubt and the resistance and the da-da-da. Just do it. Okay, just do the thing because you're supposed to, you're meant to. And if you really believe that mindset, number two, it will happen because you will take the action. And wherever you put your focus, wherever you put your energy, it flourishes, it flows. I promise you that. Okay. This is a meditation that I do. Regularly, it is guided, and you can go into as much detail here as you want to. But this is called a day in the life, and I would like you to now close your eyes and fast forward one year from today. This is
1: a blank slate. One year from today, you wake up, you slowly. Open your eyes and begin to look around the room. Where are you? What do you see first? What catches your eye? Maybe it's a sound that you hear. Maybe it's out the window. Maybe it's in the room. But whatever it is, reminds you you're home. Maybe you're alone in the bed. Maybe you have somebody with you, a couple of dogs. Start to orient yourself to where you are, where you want to be. What does it feel like to wake up here? to be here in this life one year from now. And from here, I want to take you through your morning routine. What do you do first? Maybe you walk into the kitchen. Maybe you go straight to
0: meditation, a morning workout a walk, a swim, a ride, what do you do first?
1: Who's with you? Who is in your
0: life? Who do you have a missed call from? Who's the first person you want to text? Who is it that you
1: are in communication with most? After your morning routine, you come home, you come back,
0: and maybe you make breakfast. Maybe this is an extended morning routine. Maybe you have kiddos partner, someone else there that you're spending your morning with.
1: And whenever you're ready,
0: you walk into your office or your corner or your nook or the part of your house, home, wherever it is that you're waking up that's yours.
1: And when you look on your desk, there's a list sitting in front of you of all the things you've accomplished this past year. Maybe there's an article there with a headline for something you were featured for. Maybe a book you wrote, a product you launched, customer reviews. You're looking at success. What does it feel like? And more importantly, what are you doing? Do you have a full-time job?
0: Are you an entrepreneur? Are you a creator? What is it that you have found success in? With who? Doing what? And how. And I want you to think of as many details as you can to what may have contributed to this success, whether it's changes you made, career changes, family changes, life changes, physical move, geographic changes. What has happened to drop you? right now, right here, in this moment of success.
1: And from here you
0: begin your day. From this space of cultivating abundance, gratitude, and the feeling
1: of, holy shit, I did it.
0: What does that feel like? Try and tap into where in your body you are experiencing that feeling of success in your personal life,
1: in your professional life, physically, emotionally, mentally. And then you sit down at your desk
0: and you begin your day. And you get to decide how you spend your time, who you talk to, what you're doing. Are you on calls? Are you creating? Are you answering emails? Do you have a team? Who are you working with? Who are you collaborating with? Who is really important to you in your business? Who is helping you
1: succeed? Who are you most grateful for? Design your day. In one year from now, you get to design your life.
0: You are who you surround yourself with. Energetically, physically, emotionally, the thoughts that you carry, the people that you connect with, the food that you eat. This is affecting your life. And in this incarnation, you are being asked to honor it fully, this life. And to honor it fully, means to step into our dharma, our purpose, our calling, and live in that space.
1: We get to choose if we want to be awake to the magic or asleep, but the magic's there. It's your choice.
0: And when you open your eyes and you come back into your body in this time, in this place, knowing that you're going there, trusting that that's where you'll be, come back to
1: your pillars, body, mind, business, and start today, right
0: now next person you speak to, the next thought you think, the next thing you eat, hopefully it's water that you drink.
1: And before you know it, you will be waking up
0: wherever it is you want to be. It's already yours. It's already yours and you can up level right now. thank you guys for being here. We have a very special episode next week. Can't wait for you to hear it. If you love the pod, you know what to do. And until next time, keep growing.